Right now, joined on the phone by Managing Director of Taronga Western Plains Zoo, Mr. Steve Hinks. A couple of weeks ago, Steve, you guys uh, took home the gold at the New South Wales Tourism Awards. And uh, over the weekend, more good news. Yeah, it's very exciting news. So we had the national awards on Friday night just passed, Mm. uh, where Taronga Western Plains Zoo was awarded the bronze in the major tourist attraction category at the Australian Tourism Awards. So fantastic result for our team uh, and something I think we all should be very proud of. Well, you're going up against the gold, which I believe was won by the Botanic Gardens in Melbourne. Uh, This is a national thing and uh, little old zoo here in Dubbo winning national this is great yeah look it's we're very proud to represent New South Wales and obviously represent our region Mm. uh, on the national stage Uh, and I think you know when we look back on that we're you know it's a testament to the hard work of our team uh, of our fantastic crew of volunteers uh, but also of our guests that come in every day and help us achieve our mission Uh, and who can forget as well our beautiful animals that are just the most inspirational uh, advocates for conservation every single day I love uh, opening my work emails every other week. It feels like in getting uh, getting press releases coming out from uh, Taronga Western Plains Zoo, you know, saying that there's new otter pups or there's a new rhino calf. I just love that these things are happening in our city as well, Steve. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and we <laughs> yeah. do have incredibly successful breeding programs. And I think you know when you look at that, um, happy animals breed, uh, and we certainly have a fantastic group of zookeepers that look after our animals and give them their every wish and their every desire and that enables them to do what they do best which is uh, you know help our conservation breeding programs i've also got to know some of you zookeepers they call up for birthday balls from time to time <laughs> good for them uh, steve what's happening at the zoo in fact moving forward over the next couple of weeks have we got any uh, any new projects underway yeah look there, there really is a lot going on um we're nearing the completion of our new wildlife hospital project, which is set to open Amazing. in the middle of the year. So that's something that we're really, really proud of, um, you know, where we're bringing a lot of that veterinary science work and conservation science work that generally has happened behind the scenes and we're putting that on the main stage. So we're really looking forward to opening that in the middle of the year. And the wildlife hospital isn't the only development you've got out there at the moment either, is it? We're about... <coughs> Sorry, we're about to start construction on a um, a world-first platypus rescue and refuge facility. Um, So this was something that was thought up during the years of the drought, um, where we knew that river systems were under stress and that was putting platypus populations under stress. And there really was nowhere to go uh, and and no facility that existed to be able to save this species. So we're investing on, um, with support from the New South Wales government, just over $10 million on a platypus rescue facility which would enable us in the next major drought event to take a catchment-sized population yeah. of up to 65 animals and actually look after them until condition, conditions improve. So really, really special project. Plenty going on out there at Taronga Western Plains Zoo. Steve Hinks from the zoo, huge congratulations for taking home the bronze at the Australian Tourism Awards. Keep doing what you do best, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Al. I really appreciate it. He's the man behind EFTM.com, the legend himself. Uh, last week, Trev, we were talking about uh, Apple's latest offerings in phones, and now Samsung has returned serve. Coincidence? I think not. Um, <laughs> Samsung have revealed five new smartphones, all under $799. So wow. when, when Apple come out with a single affordable yep. $719 <laughs> phone, Samsung says, hold my beer. Um, here's five, and the cheapest one's $329. Oh, now, wow. to be clear, these look great. Like, they're really impressive designs. Uh, they feel good. Like, they don't look to all feel cheap. Um, $329 one, 
basically just doesn't have as good a camera or screen. The more you pay, the brighter the screen, the better the viewing angles, mm. uh, and the better the camera, no doubt. Um, but for most people, especially if cameras aren't your thing, the $329 one is probably all you'll ever need. If you do like taking photos, you start to spend $399, $499. Yeah. You get really impressive results, and I think most people would be shocked. And I think the people that are still running an old Samsung Galaxy S5, 6, 7, whatever it is from a few years ago, this is your upgrade because you're spending a whole lot less and you're getting crazy uh, better better phone than even what you had back then. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I love the camera on my phone, but the other thing that I love is the OLED screen. Mm, these are all AMOLED screens. I mean, they're, they're, they're a great quality screen. And, and this is the thing. It's just really about how bright it can be. Um, maybe maybe the pixel count. It's it, it's really just about specifications moving up a grade every dollar you spend. There you go. Definitely worth looking into, especially because phones uh, we all have them and we all need to upgrade them. So uh, you know, having that price uh, point. No, I is... always say, hello, mate. Too many people are spending way too much on phones they don't need. So <laughs> yes. just have a look at the very least. Speaking of spending stuff, uh, money on stuff that we don't necessarily need, Netflix might be making us pay extra. They could. If you're one of those people that's uh, moved out of home and you're still using your parents' Netflix account, or quite the opposite, you're, uh, your parents are using your Netflix account, um, Netflix has always wanted to crack down on that, and they've tried many times. So basically they look at whether or not the streams are happening in the same household, and they know that by your internet IP address. But what they're, t- what they're trialling in Chile and uh, Costa Rica is the idea that if you are outside of the same premises, you can actually have a sub-account and they'll charge you a small fee for it. So in an example, say my mother-in-law um, wants Netflix, but you know she doesn't want to pay the 12 or 15 bucks, we can add an account to ours for $4 and boom, she's got a Netflix account. It's, it's part of our login, but you know she's got her own profile, um, but it's not costing the same as a full account. So they're just trying to get people essentially to pay their way for um, what they're due which is not a bad thing given, you know, the amount of money they spend on content. So it hasn't launched in Australia or America yet, but I do think it won't be far away. I'll be curious to see how that goes because it sounds like an extra bolt-on to me that... Uh... An extra bolt-on that people don't think they need to pay, but you know what? You're meant to. You're not actually meant to be uh, sponging off your mates because that's actually against the terms of service. So if you don't pay it, they'll probably cancel the account. I'm spending cash money on streaming services. I think we've got Netflix, we've got Prime, we've got uh, Disney Plus. I think I had Paramount for a while there. There's a lot of them. I bet you can't tell me how much you're spending every year, though, and that's the challenge. I, I've been playing around with this as the discussions in our household go to how much we're spending on this. So I found a little app, Aussie app, called Get Reminded. Now, this was built for putting in, say, your car rego or... Um, your, you know, your rent or your mm. weights, whatever it might be. And it reminds you that those are coming up. And that, that's an opportunity to shop around, find a better deal. But if you go into the streaming category and add all your streaming services, first and foremost, it shows you what you're spending every year on streaming. And a lot of people will freak out. But the main thing is, before you get billed, it will remind you. See, Netflix is a silent biller, silent transaction. You don't know they've just debited your bank account. They don't send you a thank you message. Yeah. They don't even send you an invoice. So the idea here is that you'll get reminded a couple of days before Netflix or Stan or Disney bill you, and that'll allow you to go, actually, next month, we don't need them. There's nothing on. We're cool. Let's yeah. cut back. And we'll come back in a few months. And when you come back in a few months, by the way, folks, it's all the same. Your profile's there. Nothing changes. And you can pick up where you left off and binge the things you missed. So get reminded. A great app to control your spending and understand exactly how much is leaving your bank account every, every month and every year.
Trevor Long from EFTM.com, thank you so much for your time this morning. Cheers, buddy. Mark Colson, federal member for Parks, joining me on the phone. Uh, Mark, you've uh, been in the paper a bit this week about fuel and petrol prices. What on earth is going on? Uh, look, at the moment, the price has gone through the roof, and uh, it's, go, it's been going up nearly every day for the last uh, 10 days or so, maybe two weeks now. Uh, it's tied up to uh, the, the war in uh, Ukraine and Russia, and uh, the the vulnerability. I, I guess the, the nervousness of the international uh, energy markets around what that means, because a lot of the energy that goes, it's largely gas, but also oil that comes out of that uh, Ukraine and Russian region um, is, is very important across particularly Europe. So that's uh, that's a reaction to that. Um, we have seen it um, come back um, uh, a bit on the on the crude price, so we're expecting to see that flow through the pump, but also uh, the Australian government is also releasing some of the, the reserves we hold as part of an international consortium uh, back onto the market so that we can ease those supply pressures. But there's been a call, Allo, for uh, the, the uh, fuel excise to be dropped. Uh, now, that's 44 cents a litre. Every time you fuel your car up, you pay 44 cents a litre, uh, and that's to pay largely, um, not entirely, but largely for the roads uh, that we drive on. And uh, so I've been a little bit cautious about that. You know, this is a spike because of a, a world disruption you know, caused by uh, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. So I think we should need to wait because, you know, we, we do need uh, to keep that revenue stream going uh, for our motorists. You know, it's important that they can afford their fuel, obviously, but it's also important they've got roads to drive on. So we are just, my, my advice has been just, we'll just wait and see what happens. Um, we'll see next uh, week the Treasurer's uh, got the budget on Tuesday night. He may address some of the cost of living pressures in that budget, I think. Uh, yeah, no, look, I peeled up uh, uh, last Sunday at $2.14. Uh, by Monday it was $2.28. Um, uh, so it, it, uh, it's, it has been going through the roof and it's caused, you know, it causes a lot of grief for families, uh, but uh, particularly in the bush that, you know, a lot of People drive, you know, reasonable distances to work, yeah. um, and uh, and and yeah, that's a fixed cost they can't get away from. It cost but, me one hundred and sixty yeah, bucks to fill the Triple M Colorado yesterday, so it's de- it. okay. definitely more I, than it used to. It used to not. I, it, it I, used to, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I can uh, trump it. It's two dollars eighty on a on a leg cruiser. Two hundred eighty dollars, yeah. I should say, yeah, on a leg cruiser. But but uh, but also. Uh, you know, the, it, it impacts the farmers as well, but they don't pay. They they uh, what's called the diesel fuel rebate, and so they yeah. get that excise rebated back to them. So they, that that the the, the re, moving the rebate uh, wouldn't help the farmers because they get that rebated anyway. I'm just glad I haven't bought my Dodge Ram truck yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark, exactly. let's talk about... Uh, you did mention the budget next week. Uh, is there any money going to be coming locally? Well, uh, it'll be... You know what we need to watch for in the budget is is more uh, the broader settings that the, the uh, Treasurer's got. You know, what, what impact uh, our community... Uh, Quite often is the is is the is the other settings that aren't you know sort of big announcements, but you know things like the instant asset write-off uh, is meant that a lot of tradies, uh, all businesses have been able to get tax relief uh, by upgrading their equipment. Uh, you know, income tax uh, has come down over the last uh, few years and things like that. So they're the ones that really have the long-term um, impact. You know, the uh, uh, a higher a rebate back for for childcare. Uh, that that flows through to the pockets of families every day. So, you know, the big announcements, you know, like the cancer centre type announcements are great, but the re- the real impact uh, on on a community is you need to look at the underlying message in the budget, uh, and because uh, you know, the the government um, is not there just to 
it's to provide an environment for, for Australians to be able to get on with their lives and do their best without the government interfering too much. And that's that's what you need to look for on Tuesday night with the budget. Federal Member for Parks, Mark Holton, thank you so much for your time this morning and all the best uh, heading out there, filling up your car, going and visiting your electorate. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, anytime, Alan. Local MP Dougal Saunders on the phone right now. Dougal, I know what you're getting up to later on today. Hot potato, hot potato. Just tell me you're going to the Wiggles concert in Wello. <laughs> Special guest, hot potato. Dougal Saunders. That's cool. I, I love that uh, we've got artists coming to t- town like this. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. It is great. And look, we've had a massive weekend with, uh, with artists. Well, not dissimilar to the Wiggles, but possibly slightly uh, more voraciously vocal than the I was going to say, if you are comparing Shannon Noll to being similar to the Wiggles, <laughs> they're all different. Well, he had, he had a yellow skivvy on at one point, I think. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, close to Emma Wiggle, I guess. Uh, no, look, it was a great night at the Greyhound. So, yeah. Nolsey came along. Uh, he was the, the main performer. Um, but I tell you what, there was there was the biggest crowd I've ever seen at Dubbo Greyhounds on Saturday night, to be honest. And I've been there for a couple of massive races before. And we've had other performers like Adam Harvey and a few others perform there. But uh, Nolsey was a huge draw card. But the races themselves, so there was the Country Cup there worth 125K. Yeah, I was um, going to say, trainers. the jackpot I heard was huge. Like, yeah, over 100K. So that, that, that would have played a role. Not to mention in town. I don't know if you noticed over the weekend, we had the mud run. We had uh, the, the music. music. It was, it was a big weekend in town. Yeah, food vans everywhere. Like, it was a huge weekend, and I think yeah. people are really showing that they're keen to be out and about. So, Saturday night bumper, we opened the new tower at the Greyhound Club on the Friday. So, a new broadcast tower. So, the stewards, the oh, broadcast nice. all happens in this beautiful new tower. So, I've got a view from there, uh, and some great racing action. So, really good for Dubbo to, to support that. So, that was Saturday night, but we also had uh, a massive day yesterday, and I got along to, to kick off the, the boys and gals who took part in the Black Dog Ride. Oh, yes. So there was about 250 bikes, I think. I don't mind, I didn't count them all, but that was how many that yeah. were registered, and it looked like a few hundred there. Uh, and they headed out to Narromine, where there was a car show on, and then they went from Narromine out to the um, Rabbit Trap Hotel at Albert, where Tradies Insight, Bruno and the team, were there cooking, mm. uh, cooking up some lunch. So fantastic fundraiser for mental health awareness, obviously, and a fantastic ride to get people of all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds on two wheels together, heading out and supporting what is a really important cause and that is mental health. Boy oh boy was it a busy weekend in town. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Wellington Correctional Centre because uh, there's been some changes out there. Yeah look we, we reopened the Wellington Correctional Centre. So we'd opened in 2007 mm. um, but you might remember uh, last year there was lots of, of uh, scenarios with the mice and yeah. the Wellington Jail got smashed by mice. Now yep. Macquarie which is right next door was okay but Wellington was absolutely decimated and I went there during, as they started to pull it apart and started repairing it, it was disgusting, like horrendous. Yeah. In all of the office spaces, the, the security control room, all that sort of stuff, just full of mice, and dead mice, nests, droppings. It was horrendous. So we've spent nearly 50 million bucks all up in, in doing up the jail, all redone, all new security, lights and cameras everywhere. It's had a real facelift. And look, it's important to note that because it, it's one of those things where you need people to feel safe. And it's one of those things that, you know, we have a lot of employees that live in either Dubbo, Wellington, Geary, some, some across at Mudgee that work at Wellington Correctional Facilities, and they're now working with uh, state-of-the-art gear, which is which is awesome. Oh, yeah, heard the rumours about just how bad it was 
dollars down there. And a few people I know who work in the industry have said, you know, it, it's not a quick fix. It'll take months, even a year to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. And it took basically it took nine months to a year to do it. It's actually been a really quick process when you look at how bad it was. Yeah. But, you know, jip rock pulled off walls, ceiling pulled out, wow. all redone, electrics redone, you know, security stuff redone. It's been an amazing job and well done to the, the local contractors who took part. There were plenty of them uh, and the locals who work there uh, really appreciating it. So, yeah, great day to reopen the facility on Friday. Dougal Saunders, local MP. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Enjoying the show and enjoy the Wiggles concert in Wellow later on this morning. <laughs> Good on you, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.